Justin Timberlake. Just saying his name is enough to elicit a reaction. For some, he's the hitmaker who turned boy band adoration into pop superstardom. For others, he's the prime example of everything to dislike in a celebrity. Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcast, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited. Part three of three. We got here, baby. Well, we're not finished yet, but we've got a an episode to go on <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Let's have a quick chat about what we covered in last episode because we covered quite a bit, to be honest. We covered probably the two major scandals that still dog Justin mm. Timberlake to this day, and it's his dealings with two very high-profile women the first one being Britney Spears, Mish. Yeah, we talked about his breakup with Britney Spears and how it played out publicly. Who could forget that Justin's second ever solo single was about this breakup? It was Crimea River. And the music video for that single used a Britney lookalike to heavily suggest that she had cheated on him. Yeah, 100%. And that sentiment continued throughout the publicity for his new music. He kept heavily implying that he was wronged in the relationship. He definitely kept positioning himself as the victim Mm. in the breakup and... For what it's worth, we now know Britney's side of this pretty tumultuous breakup. She said in her memoir that it was actually Justin who had cheated on her, that it was he who had broken her heart and that he'd written a breakup letter to her and framed it upon their breakup. Yeah, and then by 2003, Justin was dating Cameron Diaz. In 2004, he was embroiled in one of the most significant celebrity scandals of the noughties, the Super Bowl performance with Janet Jackson. Justin chose to apologise a handful of times. His career was basically unaffected, I would say, a few weeks after the incident, whereas Janet struggled to reclaim her career for years afterwards. Yeah, and I think to make matters worse, you'll remember that we left off our last episode by referencing tabloids who quoted Justin's friends who accused Janet Jackson of taking advantage of him. In short, the sentiment was that she was this manipulative older woman who took advantage of him for publicity. Let's rewind back to that time now, Mish, and check in with what Justin did in response. So Justin did nothing to refute (laughs) the narrative that Janet Jackson was taking advantage of him or that he was trapped into a stunt by her and her team. So it wasn't until 2006, in fact, that Justin began to take even a small amount of responsibility for what happened at the Super Bowl. Yeah, two years. When speaking to MTV for promotion for his latest album, Future Sex Love Sounds, he said, I'm a part of a community that considers themselves artists. And if there was something that I could have done in her defence that was more that I could have realised, then I would have. But the other half of me thought to myself like, wow, we still haven't found the weapons of mass destruction and everyone cares about this. I just... (laughs) What? Yeah, I mean... If there was more I could have done, then perhaps I would have. But also let's talk about terrorism instead. And the weapons of mass destruction. He went on, in my honest opinion now, I could have handled it better. I probably got 10% of the blame and that says something about society. I think that America is harsher on women and I think America is, you know, unfairly harsh on ethnic people. Mm, As per Vox years later, in that statement, Justin Timberlake seemed to have conveniently forgotten that he had a hand in letting Janet Jackson bear the brunt 
brunt of the outrage. It's not like both he and Jackson offered themselves up equally and people only decided to pick on Jackson. It was only after damage had been done to Janet Jackson's career and after Justin Timberlake had released a successful album that he found his voice to speak up. It is that to me. Mm. It is very easy to speak up once you realise that your career is unaffected. You're fine. You're, you're still the golden boy. Yeah, exactly. It's very easy to look back and say, yeah, perhaps I could have done more. And damn, mm. that wasn't that a bad time. I'm in my ivory tower and looking back, it would have been nice for me to do that. Oh, it's so frustrating. So what exactly was the damage to Janet's career? Well, as per Billboard, Clear Channel Communications, which owned Infinity Broadcasting, MTV and CBS, blacklisted all of Janet Jackson's singles and music videos banning her music from all the TV channels and radio stations the company owned, stifling airplay and making her new album her lowest-selling album since 1984. The disgraced singer was forced to resign from a set movie deal she had just signed and even a statue of Mickey Mouse wearing Jackson's Rhythm Nation costume was dismantled following continued backlash. All over a nipple. Yeah, like it's wild. During a 2006 interview with Oprah Winfrey, Janet admitted that she felt Justin had, and I quote, left her hanging after the controversy. Years later, a decade later, in fact, Justin landed himself in hot water once again for not taking enough responsibility. It was June 2016 and actor Jesse Williams had just been awarded the Bet Humanitarian Award and he made a moving speech about, in part, the way black lives and experiences are exploited in pop culture. Justin tweeted his support of that speech. He wrote on Twitter, at Jesse Williams though, hashtag inspired. Naturally, Zara, people found this tweet from Justin Timberlake slightly hypocritical. Very hypocritical, judging by the fact that Justin had actually never properly apologised for the way that he distanced himself from Janet Jackson after the 2004 Super Bowl performance and had also spent almost his entire solo career writing and performing R&B music, a genre invented by black artists, as per The Daily Beast. This ignited black Twitter, which began dragging Timberlake for his perceived hypocrisy as a prominent artist who's appropriated considerably from black culture, yet has been relatively quiet concerning the Black Lives Matter movement and threw Janet Jackson under the bus after exposing her breast during this Super Bowl performance. Mm. Now, Justin decided to respond to one person who tweeted at him. It was a then freelance journalist, Ernest Owens, who said, so does this mean you're going to stop appropriating our music and culture and apologise to Janet too? Justin responded to this by saying... I can't. Before you read this out, this is one of the worst things. Yeah. Oh, you sweet soul. The more you realise we are the same, the more we can have a conversation. Bye. Oh, you sweet soul. Soul. How condescending. He's so patronising. That's yeah. so patronising. So patronising. Obviously, basically everyone under the sun hated this response, which left Justin Timberlake in the weird position of apologising for his non-apology. In a series of tweets, he wrote this. I feel misunderstood. What a wonderful way to <laughs> Justin! Justin! Uh, sorry. I feel misunderstood. I responded to a specific tweet That wasn't meant to be a general response. I shouldn't have responded anyway. I forget this forum sometimes. I was truly inspired by Jesse Williams' speech because I really do feel that we are all one. A human race. I apologise to anyone that felt I was out of turn. I have nothing but, and this is all in capitals, love for you and all of us. 
So big hashtag all lives matter. All lives about matter, this. but also like. I apologize if you were offended as well. Totally. And also, like, we are one human race. It's like, actually, that's so far from the point of what Jesse Williams was talking about and so far from the point of what people were pointing out to you. Just such an eye roll. He just, it just miss, it's just all straight over his head. Like, I just actually think he's not grasping at any point. He's the guy at the party that you don't bother trying to explain this well, stuff to. It's just like, what do you, how do you explain to this guy that consistently has missed it over years and years and years and years and years? Yes. Now, in that apology or non-apology, or I don't even know, statement, we'll call it, he clearly avoided talking as well about the Janet Jackson stuff that people were bringing up. And people didn't forget that. Two years later in 2018, 14 years after the incident that nearly or almost completely ended Janet Jackson's career, Justin Timberlake actually headlined the Super Bowl halftime show all by himself. And it was even at this point, we were still yet to hear an actual apology from Justin Timberlake for failing to stand by her during the scandal. Yeah, that apology would finally come a little while later. But before we get there, Zara, let's rewind slightly to check back in on Justin and Cameron Diaz's relationship. We're mixing with the timeline a little bit here. Yeah, but we wanted to sort of tell the Super Bowl stuff all in one. Yeah. Now, it's January 2007. Justin Timberlake was 26 years old. He just dropped his latest album, as I mentioned, Future Sex Love Sounds. He'd also recently dropped his latest hit single, What Goes Around Comes Around, unfortunately for Justin Timberlake. Just some of these. <laughs> they were just good tracks. They were it just so kills good. me to say it. Now, that music video starred a 22-year-old Scarlett Johansson in the music video. Now, in this video... Scarlett Johansson cheats on Justin and subsequently dies in a fiery car crash. <laughs> but let's not even start to unpack that video. <laughs> That's just a by the by. On January 11 of that year, Justin and Cameron officially announced their breakup in this joint statement. It has been our preference not to comment on the status of our relationship, but out of respect for the time we've spent together, we feel compelled to do so now. In light of recent speculation and the number of inaccurate stories that are being reported in the media, we have, in fact, ended our romantic relationship and have done so mutually and as friends with continued love and respect for one another. We don't know why Cameron and Justin broke up. According to some reports, it was actually the what goes around comes around music video that potentially spelled the end of this romance. I mean, it's an interesting one. Was it the video or was it a really easy public thing that people could point to? I guess the point of it was and is now that this is what people were looking at mm. as per Fox News at the time. Pop singer Justin Timberlake and actress Cameron Diaz have broken up over Scarlett Johansson. Us Weekly quoted a Timberlake pal as saying that Cameron was very jealous of Scarlett. She could not believe he went behind her back to put her in the video. The source told the magazine that Johansson and Timberlake definitely got together after she did the video. Mm. I mean... As I kind of hinted to at the start, having done the research into this scandal, it doesn't feel like, at least that we can glean, that there's like a bunch of truth to this rumour. I think definitely the public and the tabloids were desperate to know why this fairly serious relationship between Justin and Cameron had ended all of a sudden. I was randomly invested in Justin Timberlake and Cameron Diaz. Were you? Yeah. 
quite randomly. <laughs> um, but they would. This was definitely part of the conversation. Yeah. For her part, though, Cameron did say publicly that there was no bad blood whatsoever between her and her ex, Justin. She said in an appearance on Ellen DeGeneres' show, "I love how everyone just expects people when they break up to just hate each other. Well, you know, the great thing is that Justin and I have lived extraordinary lives, and we had a wonderful opportunity to live an extraordinary life together for a period of time, and now we." live an extraordinary life but not the same way but we're still in each other's lives the way that you are when you care about somebody i just want him to be happy and that's where we are right now right so (laughs) extraordinary lives it's a pretty roundabout way of saying they were still on good terms though on january 17 2007 so Literally a week after Cameron Diaz and Justin Timberlake's breakup was public, Justin Timberlake was seen chatting to the actress Jessica Biel at a Golden Globes party. Mm. Now, apparently, Jessica moved on from the conversation when Cameron Diaz approached as per CBS. Cameron Diaz walked away. Justin Timberlake followed and the two were soon spotted in an intense 40-minute talk in a side room, a conversation that the New York Post described as awkward. Diaz re-emerged from the chat looking composed, people reports, but not before Timberlake slammed his fist down into a cabinet. Hmm. What do we make of this report? I, I mean, got to put it on the record, guys. Don't know. This is just my two my, cents. My two cents. I think Jessica Biel might have been the woman Justin Timberlake told Cameron Diaz not Not to to worry worry about about when they were together. They've just broken up. Cameron sees Jessica and Justin talking intimately at this after party and Cameron approaches and said, what the fuck fuck is going? Like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And then they go into a side room and they argue for 40 minutes. I don't know how else... Particularly with the gift of hindsight, knowing what's about to happen between Justin and Jessica. Spoiler! (laughs) (laughs) How else are you supposed to read it? I also believe this report to be true. A hundred percent. It's too detailed. It's too detailed and there were way too many news outlets reporting on it. Keep in mind, at a Golden Globes after party, you have everyone there. It's like the least private party ever. Doesn't help as well in that same month, Justin and actress Jessica Biel were photographed snowboarding together with a group of friends in Utah. Apparently, at the time, a source told people that Justin was, and I quote, only trying to have a good time and not in the market for a relationship. Dun, dun, dun. However, by May 2007, <laughs> tabloids were then reporting on their blossoming relationship and they were then making their first public appearance as a couple. So it, it didn't take very long. Yeah, it was around the middle of that year that Justin flew Jessica out to Manchester to visit him while on tour. As per the Mirror, a source said Justin's really into Jess and when he found out she had some free time, he asked her to join him on the UK leg of his tour. They're both doing everything they can to keep their relationship low profile, but when they're among friends, they can hardly keep their hands off each other. So they were pretty private. One of the first times Jessica even mentioned her relationship with Justin was actually in December 2008, so almost two years after they were first linked. That's when she said this, Justin Timberlake is one part of my life that I own. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a funny way of phrasing it. I understand what she means. Like, this is the one part of my life that's mine. Yeah. It's just a <laughs> funny phrasing. She didn't elaborate on that, which is even better. So suffice to say they had committed in the early years to keeping their 
their relationship private. And when they got together, Justin was 26, so it sort of was like he'd lived many lives in the public eye before this point, and everything was going wonderfully. He would soon find himself in a few more scandals. <laughs> but that, after the break. All right, Zara, so you said before the break that a few more scandals were on the way, and you were correct. About three years in the future, Justin would find himself in another scandal. The year was 2011, Justin was 30 years old, and he was actually starting to focus more on acting for a little while. He and his ex, Cameron Diaz, were doing really well. So well, in fact, that they were starring alongside each other in the movie Bad Teacher. He also starred in Friends with Benefits, that movie with Mila Kunis. I have seen both of those movies. They are, I would actually say, banging movies. This was a good era This was for these kinds of movies. Justin is a talented boy. He's not oh. my favourite boy, but he's a talented boy. No, no, boy. no doubt. And I think even the fact that he and Cameron Diaz could work together on this film, it does prove what they were saying all along in that even though I believe that report to be true of a Golden Globes after-party argument, mm. I believe that they found a way to be on relatively good terms to be able to work together on such an intense project like a film. Now, it was his close relationship with co-star Mila Kunis which sparked rumours in the tabloids which were made all the more potent when in March 2011, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel announced that they'd broken up. I've got to be honest, I have completely forgotten about this story Mm. and it's one of the most fascinating ones. Completely agree. Justin and Jessica's teams released this statement to announce their split. We are confirming that Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel mutually have decided to part ways. The two remain friends and continue to hold the highest level of love and respect for each other. Yeah, as per Hollywood Life at the time, cheating rumours about Mila and Justin were circulating and many speculated that these rumours could have been the reason that Jessica and Justin had split. The article read, Justin tried to make a pass at Mila while the two were filming Friends with Benefits, apparently using the angle that he and Jessica were secretly over. A source close to Mila said, Mila knew he had a girlfriend and made it clear it wasn't going to happen. Those close to Justin are echoing the same story. Another source said he tried every trick in the book, but Mila is not attracted to him. Mm. (laughs) Things got even more awkward for Justin when Mila was actually the victim of a phone hacking scandal just a couple of months later. According to TMZ, four photos were leaked from Mila Kunis' phone. Those photos include, and this is from the TMZ report, Two, which show Justin, one laying shirtless in a bed, and another in which JT is jokingly sporting a pair of pink panties over his head. Kunis is not featured in either of the photos. And then there's another photo of a male, which is explicit in nature, although his identity is a mystery. There are also some texts, and the hacker claims they reveal exchanges between Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. I cannot imagine how violating it would feel. I know this is such an obvious point Mm. to have your phone hacked, Mm. to have someone come in and get your private stuff and to tell stories about what those things must mean. Yeah, and it happened to so many celebrities around this time. And so many women. Yes. It happened to so many women. It's just insane. Now, 
Justin and Mueller were very quick to distance themselves from these photos. They released a joint statement to People, which read, at no time did Mr Timberlake and Miss Kunis exchange inappropriate texts or emails. The insistence that there is any inappropriate correspondence between the two parties is entirely false. It went on, we would like to confirm that the photo addressed in the media of Miss Kunis was in fact not from any phone, but from an inactive email account that has not existed in three years. In regards to the other photos in question, they were never exchanged between the two parties. Mm. So before we move on, because I know we've got other stuff to talk about, do we believe that Justin made a pass at Miller? I actually don't think these two had an affair. Would I be shocked if Justin had a crack or that had a there little was flirt? Like a couple of flirty messages. Maybe blurred a line, stepped over a line. I agree. Toe. I actually don't think these two had an affair. I don't think they had a full-blown affair. Do I think Justin might have been inappropriate? Sure, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're bang on. Now, it's not the last time that Justin would be accused of cheating on Jessica, but we will get there in a minute. During their time apart, Justin and Jessica seemed to chat or at least they very much seem to show their respect for each other. In an interview with Vanity Fair in June 2011, Justin gushed about his then ex-girlfriend Jessica Biel. He said, Jessica is single-handedly the most significant person in my life. In my 30 years, she is the most special person, okay? I don't want to say much more because I have to protect things that are dear to me. For instance, her. So they were back together. They were back together. Clearly, I'm just I- trying to figure out. It was March when they had announced that they had broken up. This was being published in June. I wonder if this was the kind of thing where expl- like an explosive fight happened, maybe over the Mila Kunis stuff. They break up and then almost instantaneously get back together. But it's a little orkies to tell the whole public that. Well, also the other thing that I could glean from this is this came out in June. The interview would have been done two months before. Probably around the time that, that they released they were, the breakup statement. Yeah. He was probably grovelling. Yeah, It's the kind of statement you give if you've broken up, if you fucked up and you still want to make sure that that person, you know, that people know that you love that person. Yeah. Now, the quotes are pretty telling because a few months later, Jessica and Justin were not only back together but almost immediately engaged. Yeah. In November that year, Jessica dodged a question from Elle magazine about whether she was back with Justin, simply responding, a girl doesn't kiss and tell. But after a couple of public appearances together, it was pretty clear they were back on. And in December 2011, Justin proposed to Jessica while they were on vacation in Montana. Yeah, Jessica recalled the proposal on The Late Late Show several years later, saying, We were in Montana on a piece of property that he owned at the time. We'd snowboarded all day. It was in the middle of winter, waist-high snow. We were in head-to-toe snowboarding outfits, hats, gloves, everything. We go up to the property to just check out how the foundation is looking. And all of a sudden, he gets down on his knees and just sinks into the snow. Quite a nice quote. Yeah, it's actually not bad. Justin and Jessica got married in an intimate ceremony in southern Italy in October the following year. Apparently, Justin serenaded Jessica with a song he wrote especially for the wedding. He sang that as she walked down the aisle. Two and a half years later, in January 2015, Justin confirmed that he and Jessica were pregnant as he shared a photograph of him kissing her belly to Instagram on his 34th birthday. The caption read, Thank you everyone for the B-Day wishes. This year I'm getting the greatest gift ever. Can't wait. Hashtag boy or girl. Hashtag you never know. Hashtag we don't even know. 
Hashtag we are taking bets. That's <laughs> so 2015. Very. We need to fast forward again to 2019 so we can check in on a now 38-year-old Justin Timberlake, his wife Jessica Beale, and their four-year-old son. In 2019, Justin actually had to cancel a few shows due to an issue with his voice. He spoke to Entertainment Tonight about how Jessica Beale had supported him through it all. He said, I think anybody out there, you know, you can go through anything. To have somebody by your side to really go through it with you and get in the mud with you, so to speak, I'm sure you know what that's like. It's like once you find that person, it's like a baptism when you're like, I can't go back. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I can't go back, which is what fatherhood is like too. I'm begging these people to get to the point. (laughs) Also speaking to entertainment tonight around this time, Jessica Beale alluded to some difficult times that she and Justin had had as a couple. She said, I knew that he was my person early on, but we were so young. There weren't any big risks being taken. There wasn't anything really putting anything on the line. We were just hanging out. I think before we got married, that's when I was like, oh yeah, this is the person I want to be in the boat with when we hit the rapids because we're going to hit the rapids and we're going to have to hold on tight. Can you row? Because I can row. I think you can row. Let's try this. (laughs) It was like that early on in our relationship. And when you're married for the first time, you go, okay, you can't just jump out of this thing. Yeah. Now... While we're not entirely sure what difficulties she was alluding to, we would soon learn about a difficulty they were going to be faced with, and that was when Justin had a little bit of a misstep, Mish, in the public eye. Yeah, I would say a rather significant misstep. At least I would say that if it was my husband involved in this. On the 23rd of November 2019, Justin was in New Orleans filming a movie called Palmer, And he was papped holding hands with his co-star, Alicia Wainwright, on a night out. Zara, as you get this quote up, I'm going to get the photos up because I want to have it in front of me as we talk about it. Yeah, okay. As per the sun, Alicia, 30, was seen touching the knee of singer Justin, wed to actress Jessica Biel, before he took a hold of her hand. The pair were snapped around midnight chatting and drinking in a bar in New Orleans while on a break from filming a movie in which they play lovers. Sources say Justin appeared to have been drinking heavily heavily and was unsteady on his feet. Mm. So these photos, they're interesting. Someone's got like a super zoom going on and in the exclusive from the sun, they've done a little red circle around the hands as well. But these two, like they're sitting side by side and they are very clearly holding hands. And when they're not holding hands, Alicia Wainwright has her hand on the inside of Justin's leg. Look, it's not how I would pose with someone who is just a platonic friend. If my partner was doing that with somebody else, I would be furious. I would be irate. This image, these images, caused a media storm in the days following, and fair enough. Alicia's camp attempted to squash cheating allegations pretty much straight away. This is what People magazine reported. Alicia Wainwright's rep shut down any rumours of an affair very quickly. There is no validity to this speculation. They are currently working on a project together. Members of the cast and crew were all together. Yeah, however, some anonymous sources came forward to argue that, yeah, no, there actually was something going on here, as per E! News. A different source recognised the inappropriate behaviour. They are downplaying everything and trying to laugh it off as nothing, but it was definitely inappropriate and something that would make any wife uncomfortable, the insider said. He had too much to drink and got carried away. Definitely got to the point that 
it became clear that Justin needed to acknowledge this in some way, Mish. Mm, on December 5, 2019, so this is a couple of weeks after this controversy began, he posted a notes up apology to his Instagram page. It read, I stay away from gossip as much as I can, but for my family, I feel it is important to address recent rumours that are hurting the people I love. A few weeks ago, I displayed a strong lapse in judgment, but let me be clear, nothing happened between me and my co-star. I drank way too much that night and I regret my behaviour. I should have known better. This is not the example I want to set for my son. I apologise to my amazing wife and family for putting them through such an embarrassing situation and I am focused on being the best husband and father I can be. This was not that. I am incredibly proud to be working on Palmer, looking forward to continuing to make this movie and excited for people to see it. Yeah, as for how Jessica felt about the entire thing, an anonymous source spoke to people saying, obviously Justin drank too much this time, but Jessica believes he didn't cheat on her. Mm. Now, the source went on, what's most important to her in life is her family and being the best mum she can. She'll never break up her family over something like this. I know I'm taking us back just a little bit. The source that said, oh, this was all in front of cast and crew, there was nothing to see here... What do we make of that? Because I don't think it's even relevant that the cast and crew are around. If anything... It makes it worse. It makes it worse. It makes it feel like this is something that has been going on for a while that everyone knows about. Similar to the reports, and they are just reports, that came out about Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater on the set of Wicked. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think to use that as... I don't know, leverage as to why this wasn't a thing doesn't really fly with me because I'm like, that's even worse if you're not feeling like you should actually be protecting yourself from rumours and innuendo around the people you work with. If you feel so comfortable. And also imagine working with someone who's married and then seeing them hold hands with your other co-workers. It's weird. You would just be looking at that and be like, what the hell is going on? Completely. So that was that scandal. And to be honest, I do sort of feel like a lot of people have forgotten about it. Mm. It wasn't that long ago. It was about four years ago. And I feel like Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel have actually managed to ride those rapids and row (laughs) their way out of it. Now, over the last two episodes, we've definitely been alluding to an eventual apology that Justin Timberlake would make to both Britney Spears and Janet Jackson in 2021. Let's have a look at that long-awaited apology right now. Yeah, it was February 2021. And for context, the New York Times' documentary Framing Britney Spears had just been released. It was a 75-minute doco that covered the way the media portrayed Britney Spears throughout her career and how she was then placed and kept under that conservatorship controlled by her family, in particular her father. Yeah, now Framing Britney Spears specifically covered the way Justin spoke about Britney after their breakup all those years ago and how detrimental it was to the way that the public viewed her and how the media covered her. Justin was then trending on social media as the public watched this documentary with the benefit of 20 years of hindsight. As per the New York Times, the documentary prompted calls on social media for direct apologies from many people who made jokes at Spears' expense or interviewed her in ways now viewed as insensitive, sexist or simply unfair. But one of the most prominent apologies sought by fans was from Timberlake. Others piped up to ask... What about Janet Jackson? Yeah, so Justin was, yet again, in a position where he simply had to make a public apology. Maybe he's one of the 
most prolific apology writers that we've actually covered. Because he's not good at scandal. them. No, he's terrible at them. He ends up doing them a couple of times for every single scandal. So once again, he opened up his notes app and got writing. On February 13, 2021, he posted this to Instagram. I've seen the messages, tags, comments and concerns and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. Yeah, he went on, I specifically want to apologise to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care and respect for these women and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better and most importantly, because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be a part of and grow from. Yeah. The industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It is designed that way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all it was while it was happening in my own life. But I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. I have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve the past. I want to take accountability for my own missteps in all of this as well as be a part of a world that uplifts and supports. I care deeply about the well-being of the people I love and have loved. I can do better and I will do better. What do you make of this apology? I actually think it's written quite well. I would love to know what team he got on it because I think it's pretty precise and I think it gets to the point pretty quickly and it's pretty emphatic. I just wonder if he actually has done anything better since then, like have his actions aligned with the words? Well, I have a couple of thoughts. I agree with you. I don't mind some of it. I think it's important for him to say the industry is flawed and there is an industry that exists outside of me that I have benefited from. Mm. The one thing that felt very clunky to me as you're reading it is I am deeply sorry for the times of my life where my actions contributed to the problem Mm. rather than were the problem. Yeah. And I was like, isn't that an interesting way to set up an apology? There is sense in this apology very slightly that he is one step removed from the problem, Mm -hmm. that he just benefits from a system rather than actively is part of the problem in many ways. That doesn't faze me as much. I'm not outraged about it, but I think it's like definitely was something on my mind. Eilish, our researcher, raised that he lumped two women into the one apology and she wasn't sure about that. I think he had to do this because... His name in conjunction with both women was everywhere. And I think if he had done two separate apologies, it'd be like, well, who's he apologising to first? Who gets the better apology? I think they had to both be in this one. The whole point of this, though, is like this was 2021 and it wasn't the first time that people had been asking him to comment Mm. on this. This was 17 years. I was trying to do that. Good Very quickly after the Super Bowl. Yep. It was 20 years. It was too late. It was for sure too late. It was just like there you had been asked to do this so many times. It wasn't like we had a real reckoning as a society and looked mm. back and thought, ooh, maybe that was a bit wrong, how all that unfurled. No. We knew that as it was happening. Well, I think the the calls for him to apologise began on the fringes. It was like a, a Twitter trend maybe. It would pop up, then disappear. He felt like he could ignore it until it entered the mainstream and suddenly it was the number one thing people were talking about. And then he couldn't escape it. He did dodge the ability to apologise for this properly. Which says to me you don't care yeah. until the noise becomes too loud. Jessica Beale, for what it's worth, left a supportive comment on the post simply saying, I love you. Yeah, which brings us to the end of our series on Justin Timberlake. Guys, as we always do, before we completely wrap up, 
this episode and this series, we're going to check in with where Justin is now, Zara. Yeah. So in September this year, Justin and the rest of the NSYNC crew actually reunited to announce a brand new NSYNC song for the next installment of the Trolls movie <laughs> franchise. It's a little, it's giving slight sellout vibes. <laughs> It's not it's not elevated or aspirational, is it? <laughs> it's, so it's, not, it's not a problem, of course. I mean, <laughs> take those paychecks. It's just quite funny. Now, when it comes to the Trolls movie, Justin's actually been heavily involved. He starred as a voice actor and produced several songs for the soundtrack. <laughs> Justin, Jessica and their two kids live primarily in Montana in a family home. They sort of live within this luxury ski resort called the Yellowstone Club. Which random. Seems random, but good on them. One of their neighbours is actually uh, Bill Gates, who also has a property in the exclusive resort. Amazing. I'm so happy for them. And that's where we're leaving it. We are. Guys, thank you for coming on the ride with us. This was truly a scandal with twists and turns. Would you get a drink with Justin Timberlake? Would you sit down and want to have a chat with him? It's a hard question because I know we ask this sometimes at the end of scandals. I would say this about any of them just because fascinated fascinated in good story. I think he'd be hard to have a drink with because of what we were speaking about at the top. I don't think he'd be a particularly open mind. Yeah. I would love to get a drink with him because my brain would purely be geared into how is he going to answer this question or like what is he going to say about this? I would love to know what he's actually like away from the public profile stuff because I get the distinct impression with Justin Timberlake that what he says isn't actually what he necessarily thinks. I still think he would think he's a victim in all of this. I agree with that because if he didn't think that, he would have addressed it much earlier. A lot of it much earlier. A big thank you, as always, to our researcher, Eilish Gilgan. Thank you for pushing us to do three episodes on this. Yeah, thank you, Eilish. You're the best. (laughs) She was a big advocate for getting as much out of this as possible. And I think it was a smart decision. Our audio producer, Annabelle Lee, thank you as well. And thank you, Michelle, my co-host. That is all for now. We will be back in your ears on Thursday for another wrap in the week that was in pop culture. Bye. Shameless Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello guys, Mish here. I am the co-founder of Shameless Media. Thank you so much for giving us your ears and your mind and your time. We're so grateful. If you enjoy the stuff that we produce, may I recommend our brand new podcast, Style-ish Stylish, if you want to say it quickly, style-ish, if you want to take the long way through. It is our podcast for all things fashion, brand, business, and beauty. If that is in your wheelhouse, if you care about style content, you will love this show. It is, of course, more than just a show as well. It is a newsletter. It is an Instagram feed. It is a TikTok account. There is so much good stuff going out on Stylish every single day starting now. So in your favorite app, search for style-ish. Give it a listen. Give it a follow. We are an independent media company and we would be so, so grateful for all your support. That's all for me, guys. Check out Stylish and have a good one.